on this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS, I go to a hockey game. Kidder, we watched some hockey. We're going to talk wrestling. We're going to talk video games. Hey, Big D has some comments about an episode that just came out. Well, by the time you see this, came out a couple weeks ago. And, uh, hey, somebody stops by. Who is it? You'll have to wait and see. But I'll tell you this. It's a good time. And you're in a good place. In a world where every Rob, Steve, and Lane has a podcast, two good brothers will try to rise above the rest. <laughs> Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast whose warm-up music was not brought to you by a DJ suffering from ADHD. Ugh. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? <sighs> <sighs> Oh, right. We got the show to do. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, that's about how I'm doing. How you doing? Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm okay. Uh, Kidder, um, I, you know, we, we went to a Bobcats game tonight, and I'll, I'll give you a full breakdown, but I just have to say, I, the, the guy running the music... He needs to he needs to get on the phone, call up DJ Brother Smalls, and figure out what the heck he's doing. I kid you not, Kidder, the warm-up song, the song that played during warm-ups, and I say song because it was like a, a giant mishmash of stuff, like a giant mix. But the song changed like every 30 seconds. And and like changed genres. It was like a combination of like EDM dance mixes and metal. But then like was also like the biggest tease because they would start playing something. And and then we get to like the good part. And it's like, and I'm switching songs. Mm-hmm. I, I I I kid you not. Like they start like at one point as like and this this went on for like the full fifteen minutes of warm ups, but like somewhere around like the seven minute mark, like all of a sudden like the dance music kind of stops and they start doing the Hell's Bells intro, you know, from ACDC. So it's the 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 big strong bell sound, and it just gets to the part where like the actual like drum kicks in. And it jumps over to Nickelback's, uh, I forget the title of the song, but it was the theme for Raw for a while. But it's not like it jumps like at the ground. Yeah, burn into the ground. But it's not like it starts off like at the beginning. It's like mid-verse and plays like the rest of the verse, starts the chorus, and then switches to another song. There was was also a part in there, Kidder, that probably would have had you, uh, you know thoroughly upset because uh it was a edm remix of metallica's enter sandman was in there it might be one of the legit 
<clears throat> remixes that's on the tribute album. It, but I wouldn't know I wasn't there. Yeah, I like it, it it wasn't terrible, but I mean it really was. It was just a loud mishmash of stuff, and it was just like, oh my gosh, can we like finish a song or play a song fully through? It was ugh. It was bad. It was bad. Other than that, it was kind of been a long week, Kidder. Uh, we had our site summit. I did training with, uh, I have a new site supervisor up at uh, the Missouri Yellowstone Confluence Interpretive Center. So I was training them in. I traveled to Devil's Lake uh, to visit Fort Totten. Um, we just did a road uh, grading project on site. And so I was checking that out. And then uh, today I you know, put away 139 boxes of site brochures. I mean, that that's, that's pretty much the week, man, like in the highlight form. Hmm. So, so yeah. So I could use a drink, Kidder. I could use a drink. How about you? You good yeah. for a drink? <clears throat> I'm always good to drink until I'm not. Hmm. Okay. Well, Kidder, might as well start with you, since I, I unfortunately, because of the game, made you wait. Kidder, mm. what's on tap for you tonight, sir? What What are mm. you having? Um, I, I don't even know. Let's oh. let's see what the fridge has in store for us tonight. Let's see. What should we do here? How about right here? This one looks lonely. How about a Dale's Pale Ale from Oscar Blues Brewery? Because we're doing the blues on the show. This is an American Pale Ale, 6.5% alcohol by volume, 12 fluid ounces in this uh, aluminum can. And yes, the uh, aluminum is from the Ball Corporation, a proud sponsor of your Colorado Avalanche. Uh, what else do we have here? Find more about them at uh, Longmont, Colorado, Brevard, North Carolina, or Austin, Texas, brewed and canned by the Oscar Blues Brewery. So, yeah. Uh, this one, hopefully, a little bit better than the one from last week, also from the Oscar Blues Brewery. What was that? Well, Go visit our episode from last week, beerbluesbs.com. Search on YouTube or Facebook or any of the audio platforms if you just want to listen to the sheer. Check it out, beerbluesbs.com. <clears throat> hmm. Smelling the hops right away here. Yeah, it's hoppy. I'm not going to like this one. <clears throat> nope. 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 Not a fan. What do you have here, Howard? <laughs> well, uh, Kidder, I have here, uh, I, I have been sticking with the Surly Brewing Company. Um, I picked up a lot of their stuff here recently. Uh, this is there and it's a tough can to read man this is ugly it is the digital wizard mango hell 
So also a pale ale kidder, but we're going with mango. Ooh. Hmm. Yep, it's a pale ale brewed with mango. 5.5% alcohol by volume. Uh, has such great... Oh God, man. I have to say, Sterling Brewing Company, you got to work on these tasting notes because the tasting notes I have on this kidder are hoppy, fruity, and magical. Magical. <sighs> we'll see. Kidder, I hope you were watching that. Oh yeah. I uh I went to give the beer a sniff and it got angry. And I shoved basically beer foam up my nose. That's what you get. It's very mango-y. I can smell that. Clears up the sinuses. Ooh. You know, mangoes can be a bit bitter, kidder. And that bitterness mixed with that hoppiness, not a great combo. It's like really bitter right off the bat and not in a good way. It's like a sour bitter, but not in a good sour way. It has a nice, lovely aftertaste, though. Very fruity. Hmm. Not quite magical, but... I am going to guess that the magical part is if Howard gets through this thing. Ugh. Ugh. Well... When what's on tap is this bad, you know, the show can only go up from here. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> uh, no, no, because I know what the next topic is, Kidder, and uh, it's a bit <clears throat> depressing. You at the Bobcats game? We got to talk about it again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just was ranting about the warm up music, Kidder, but let's talk about the game proper. Oh, because tonight I think I was... might even know who's doing the music, so that's that says something. But I also have to, in my defense, gave many ideas on how you should do it. But mm-hmm. yeah, mm. so I can blame you. No, no, because I have better taste than that and you know i'm a purist about listening to album versions of songs i don't like listening to the shortened version i don't like listening to the edited version give me the full song in its entirety as how it was created Mm. Mm. yeah all right well let's let's talk about a kidder tonight it was your bismarck bobcats versus the minot minotauros yeah yeah. Uh game started off actually pretty good. Both teams coming out fiery, a lot of good attempts by both teams. Um probably the best period of hockey we we got to watch was the first period. Not much to really give in the like reporting of highlights or anything. Um it was just kind of even a lot of back and forth. I will say the Bobcats really towards the end of the period and not quite like the last like two minutes, but like minutes like seven through three, 
that were left of the period. I, I don't know if they just were all like predicting how this season was going to end and decide to work on their short game. Because I kid you not, for like three minutes solid, it was, hey, we're down in our end. Let's try and ship it over the, you know, the other team and get it out of our zone. And the other team would just reach up and just knock it down. I mean, but it was just constant. You're just like, try something else. <laughs> it's clearly not working. Um, I will say, Bobcats were out shooting them, at least the first period. So I'll go on that. Um, which brings us, Kidder, <clears throat> to the first uh, period break uh, with a, uh, a score of 0 to 0. So, yeah. Um, and while I mostly want to stick to the hockey kidder, I got to talk to you about this, um, the, the half, the period break entertainment. <laughs> I, I probably already hate it. Let's just, let's just say that. Well, you know, um, the big, I don't know, sponsor. I don't know if sponsors are right word. Anyway, the big thing, uh, the person who dropped the, um, the puck at the beginning of the game, um, who was involved in like all the period break games. He's a radio DJ here locally. Um, I didn't quite catch his name, and it's terrestrial radio, so I don't listen to it. But Kidder, it was him and another DJ, and they were playing instead of like a fun, like entertaining game, like the audience could really enjoy. It was basically, you know, name that next lyric. So basically, they'd start playing a song, and then the the contestant would have to try and sing the next lyric. They did three rounds of this, Kidder. So each of the DJs got three songs. Did they all lose? Kidder, they only got one right. I Ladies got more right. That is what's wrong with terrestrial radio. I, yeah, I mean, it, how how do they not know some of these? I I mean, you're a radio DJ, and well, let me tell you, folks. Let me tell you about what it takes to be a radio DJ these days, which will make Kidder laugh. Because I've watched Kidder. I've seen it. I know how this goes. You get a program. It's listed out there. Here's your songs you're playing. All you really have to do is record the in-between. You don't actually have to listen to the music while it plays. You sit there. Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to be the actual slot of time that you're there. You're just sitting there going, okay, so what's my next? Okay, I'm going to introduce this song, pull this song. Yeah, you don't actually have to know music. Yeah, which is part of why terrestrial radio sucks. Because you got a bunch of DJs who clearly don't know music playing this stuff. They're just basically personalities. This is why we need good DJs like Kidder back on the radio. Guy actually knows his stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I don't know if I'll ever be back on said radio. However, as you know, I curate my own show, which is going to be monumentally superior to anything else that you could ever get on terrestrial radio. That, of course, is the Killer Kidder Show playlist on Spotify. It's available for free. 
and there's uh, a whole bunch of songs on there, hundreds of hours of music, and so you can you can you can listen to that. And you know what? The best thing about it too, if you don't like one song, which is I have to say going to be probably very few and far between, but you can hit next and go to the next song in the playlist and get another awesome track. So so it's pretty easy. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that was the halftime or I keep saying halftime. That was the period break entertainment for period one. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Period two starts. I had high hopes. I was let down. I don't know what it was about the Bobcats, Kidder. That second period, they came out flatter than a pancake. It's like they had no oomph. It's like they were gassed. It's like you wouldn't have thought they just took a 20-minute break. They weren't playing. Like, they played a little sloppy kind of throughout the game. But it was just, it's just like there was no urgency to it. So the uh, we, we finally get some scoring in the second period. Uh, the Minotauros strike first uh, shortly after going back on full strength after a uh, having a, um, actually, it was after their power play. Uh it was looking pretty dire. Bobcats, though, would strike back, bringing us 1-1, to which then we would get a couple of penalties and while sitting in the box, Minotauros took advantage, and we would end the second period 3-1. Hmm. Yeah, our, uh, our special teams play, we suck, man. I mean... Penalty kill was terrible, and even our power plays were terrible. Just terrible. So, yeah, second period looking pretty dire. Third period starts up. We're a little bit better, a little bit more energy, a little bit more urgency, which is great. Um, we would, uh, well, they would actually score. Was that the one with it? Right off the, I think that was the one right off the face off. No, it was ours right off the face off. Their, their third goal was right off the face off. It was not on their side, just tink, tink in. We got that kind of almost the same play in the third period to bring it to, you know, three to two. They would score again on the power play. <sighs> This is why you apparently you can't go to hockey games. Yeah. So we're sitting four to two. Kidder, we were playing good. We were playing intense. But uh, with uh, two minutes left in the period, we pulled our goalie. And, uh, you know, game ends five to two. Not even a good roughing penalty, Kidder. Not a good, like, I mean, there wasn't a lot of penalties in the game, but like, not a lot of hits either. It, it like surprisingly, not a lot of checking for a hockey game. It's just, yeah. Some other great highlights. Uh, we had uh, a section over. We had a, a little kid's birthday party that was there, and these kids were like little barbarians, like 
every chance they got, they chanted and they kept chanting, fight, 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 fight. So they were disappointed by the whole game because there was no fighting. Not even a good scrum, not even a good mix up. Not a, it was. Yeah. Hmm. So it was a game. You know, it, 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 was, it, was, it was okay. But we lost. Mm-hmm. Had some fun with the kids, though. That was that was great. You know? mm. So, well, yeah, good. I guess. <clears throat> yeah, a lot more bad news for you. I don't know that I can take this, Skitter. Well, too bad. You're gonna get it. Mm. Avs lost to the Devils tonight. One nothing. Yeah, it's like uh, they were pretty flat, too. Now, that is coming off the Tuesday game. Yes, the last game they played was Tuesday. And uh, that one versus the New York Rangers in New York. That one was a hell of a game. A final via shootout. Yes, your avalanche pick up the victory three to two in that game. It was so good. And then they go and lay a goose egg the following game. Very disappointing. They also play tomorrow against the Islanders in a 6.30 p.m. game. And then they have almost a whole week off. And then they play in Colorado. Obviously, when this comes out, the games will be done and the scores will be set and finalized. But that's what it is. Aside from that, you're fighting Sue. Play in Las Vegas tomorrow. It's the Hall of Fame game. So go Sue. Las Vegas is being taken over by Sioux fans from around the country, storming Sin City. And I'm I'm happy to see the pictures all over the place online. Even the Aria, they have the big LED boards out front and the marquees and whatnot. Welcome, North Dakota fans. Get your tickets, all kinds of stuff. The Sioux green everywhere. I love it. Yeah, no, that should be. Uh, it'll be good to see and hopefully win because you know I'd like to see the Sioux win just a little bit more. But that's just me. Well, any true blue Sioux fan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very Kidder, I, yeah. I, I, you know. Uh, you know, I, I don't spend a lot of time on social media, <laughs> but, uh, you know, when I do, I, I happen to notice, man, you get around, you've been traveling, you've been doing what some drinking, saying? you've been attending some saying? events, get her. I mean, I'm glad that you've been supporting all of our local, uh, establishments, but, uh, Try hey, give us, give us the rundown, man. What, where, where you been? Where you been up to? What, what you well, been drinking? Let me tell you. Let me, let me tell you something, brother. Been having some good 
beverages, just like you said. So first of all, Thomas and Moriarty's nice, quaint place in Mandan to get some delicious drinks, including the best uh, old-fashioned in the region. So you need to stop by and visit them, support them. We uh, picked up some tickets to go to this exclusive, if you will. I mean, if you bought a ticket, you could go. But uh, Irish whiskey tasting from the Glendalock Irish Whiskey and Gin Company. And they have a distillery in Ireland where everything was based. Goes back quite some time. And, in fact, if uh, we even pull up their website, there's some great stuff on there. And, I mean, great stuff. Lots of awards they've won. I I, I could, uh, you know, do what I could and had prepared this a little bit, you know, before uh, we, we got going, I suppose. But I do want to say that this event was fantastic uh to get to stop by have a representative from glendalock explain all of their products uh, also taste test all of the products and get to hear the history of glendalock now howard have you ever tried glendalock I have not, Kidder. I uh, have not tried their tasty, tasty beverages. The good thing is uh, it is available locally. So depending on which liquor store you want to visit, they have uh, several products for you to try. I I wanted to make this a little bit more interesting, and I kind of swing and and a missing. But... Well, I'm doing that. I'll pull the card. We we got these nice gift bags, as you can see. Everybody who attended got a gift bag. And uh, first of all, <clears throat> we'll talk about their actual products. So as you can see here, nice lighting. There are three of their featured products. And uh, as we discuss them, the one on the uh, left side, that is the double barrel. It is bourbon barrel aged and then Olasoro sherry barrel finished. Now, what this is, is it's a craft Irish whiskey aged barrel by barrel. So if you get a sample of it, it's uh, rich with dark fruit, cherry, raisin, fig, and Christmas pudding. And then the floral notes in it have lemongrass, citrus, and a touch of nutmeg. So a lot going on, but it doesn't come across with a ton of stuff like that going on. Uh, The actual taste of it, sweet, smooth, butterscotch, honey, and peppercorn, a little bit of dried fruit, maraschino cherry, and brown sugar. And then it finishes with some ginger spices, a touch of almond, and earthiness. I had this in, in an old-fashioned, and it was fantastic. Uh, the middle one, the pot still. This is somewhat uh, more of a rare 
uh, bottle, but it's Irish whiskey that's got an Irish oak finish to it. Now with this one, it's uh, uh, in fact the the third one, the single malt is even uh, rarer. But as we talk about the pot still, Glendalock. It has sweet and citrus with vanilla, caramel, earthy undertones, oak spices, and leather. The taste has uh, chewy, warm, and buttery pot still malt with spices, toffeed pears, uh, cinnamon, nutmeg, distinctive toasted, tannic oak, and grapefruit. And the finish is long with creamy vanilla, forest fruit, almond, and toasted Irish oak. Now, the last one is a seven-year, and this is aged in rare Mizunara oak. It comes from a Mizunara tree, which is a Japanese tree and very rare. They're an endangered tree species, and therefore the casks that they make are very limited. So they do what they can to not only do that respectively and uh, as they take one tree down after a whole process of authorizing or being authorized to be able to take it down etc they plant seven more and then make sure that they actually grow because a lot of uh, deer will eat the saplings and whatnot so that's cool the second part each bottle has a little QR code on it, so you can scan it, and then you can see the actual tree that was cut down, as in the tree being cut down, and some of the process of making that cask for that bottle that you got. So another cool thing really brings you to the bottle and shows its heritage. So I like that. Now with this one... It is an Irish single malt, and again, aged in the Mizanara oak. It's a vibrant, fruity, and uh, floral smell. Taste is a luxuriously smooth mouthfeel with notes of dark chocolate, orange, uh, sandalwood, and cinnamon, which is synonymous with the Mizanara whiskeys, if you've ever had one. Uh, the finish is an exceptionally long finish of toasted oak, subtle layers of complex woody spices, and dark chocolate lingering even longer. So again, there is a quick look at, at uh, the three of those. Uh, aside from that, some cocktails you might want to make. There's a quick look at three of them with uh, the three different whiskeys. And I would recommend giving them a shot if you're able to, you know, give them a shot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was uh, neat to get to learn more about it in each of the variants that they have, the flavors, if you will. Uh, also, in our gift baskets, we received a, a a sniffer, if you will. So, yes, it's a, a scotch bourbon or whiskey sniffer. Really, uh, really nice. Got the logo on the front there. So then you can, you know, put some whiskey in and you can really get the scent 
the true scent and extra bit in there of, uh, you know, what you're looking for, bring out all the scents and flavors within the drink. So then Howard, there's more as we're there talking with the rep. He brought out the, uh, the goods, if you will, and handed out, uh, some socks. So I now have Glendalock distillery craft spirits from the Wicklow mountains in Ireland, official socks. And I was very excited because as you can see, they are Sioux green. So very, very good choice in uh, coloring, uh, deciding on the color there. And of course, you know, very Irish. But wait, there's more. Howard is shocked and he doesn't even know what to do with himself. <clears throat> the uh, rep went uh, in the back and is like, hey, you guys need need this. What is it? Well, look, it's a Glendalock set. <laughs> It comes with the bottle opener and three of the branded shot glasses. So very cool to uh, also get that and uh, to support us here at the Triple B Howie Blues. Beer Blues. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Sounds like quite the event and uh, quite the good time. Yeah. Uh, now we got there a little bit early and they weren't ready yet. So right next door is black lions. So we stopped there and, and that's where the other part of the tour was, uh, as you were mentioning, uh, stopping and having some more beverages. So had a, a local unfiltered wheat beer there. And that's what, uh, you may have seen on our social media and Instagram or Facebook and uh, thanks to black lions for hosting us unbeknownst to them. <laughs> I'll give them a, a plus though. They, they liked the post, so they checked their DMS. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's good. That's, that's, that's good. Yeah. Very happy about that. Yeah, it's nice when they uh, when they recognize uh, the posts and such. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. as I'm doing what I can to, you know, get some of these things sorted out and find some actual, actual information to help out. It, uh, Wicklow in Dublin is where the distillery, the heritage of craft distilling in Ireland. So here's the story for you to give you, cause I know you like the history and this, this is rich in history. In the 18th and 19th centuries, there were over 200 licensed distilleries in Ireland and along with countless unlicensed ones producing diverse styles of uh, various alcohols, including whiskey, gin, and absinthe. 
until recently that has dropped to a small handful. So after many evenings of debate over why there weren't more craft distilleries in the birthplace of distilling, this group of friends convinced each other to leave the safety of their day jobs, head to the mountains, and take a chance on something more meaningful, uh, which uh, St. Kevin, that's who you see on the front of the bottle is their logo. Uh, and of course, you can look up the history of St. Kevin. And so they got the craft distillery in the mountains of Glendalock. Key influence on the flavor of the whiskey comes from the wood that it spent time in. There's countless nuances on how wood affects or injects the flavor from the straightness of the tree to the fineness of the grain and the size of the barrel or the depth of the char. Now, Glendalock is actually a valley. Uh, what it's called is uh, or translates to is the Glen of Two Lakes. And it's a very beautiful and highly visited valley in Ireland, just south of Dun Dublin in the Wicklow Mountains. Renowned for the natural scenic beauty, the area is known the Garden of Ireland. And of course, the photos don't do it justice. Glendalock's also renowned for its 6th century monastic settlement founded by St. Kevin himself. He's the legendary monk and, again, the man on the bottle. So monasteries like Glendalock were the birthplace of distilled drinks. Now, the ruins related to the actual building and establishment, uh, St. Kevin's legacy still stands in stone by the lower lake. What remains there is a part of the a monastic settlement, parts of it 14 centuries old, Howard. Wow. Kind of how, how old we feel some days. But uh, they're remarkably intact, truly awe-inspiring to walk amongst. People have been drawn there for thousands of years with the spectacular scenery, ancient ruins, and soul-stirring inspirational area. Uh, they also do the gin, as I mentioned. They make gin. Here's a cool thing about gin. They forage wild plants from the mountains around the distillery. They don't haul in other berries or herbs, etc., to make the gin. So essentially, each bottle or batch that they make is different. Within the, you know same sort of area of uh, taste but it's 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 all unique to what they find each day so they pick fresh berries and, and herbs from the mountains and then they sustainably forage them as well one person uh, you can also find the forager online on instagram and then watch some videos and see some of the pictures of the foraging actually happened. So even in 2022, people are foraging to make spirits. Now, I suppose we could keep going. The, the story of St. Kevin, this is where they draw their inspiration. He abandoned uh, the safety and comfort 
to follow his passion and create something more meaningful in the mountains. So he was born with Irish royalty, but St. Kevin disappeared into the mountains and became one with the wild. For seven years, he lived off the land by Upper Lake of Glendalock and pondered his place in the world. He would stand and pray, typically arms outstretched and often up to his waist in the lake, just to add to this challenge. He did this so often and for so long that one fateful day, Blackbird landed on his hand. He was so at one with nature that nature felt safe enough to lay her his or the uh, bird did that is to, to lay her eggs. He took uh, that as a sign and as a test uh, to his resolve. So he stood day and night until his the eggs hatched and the chicks fledged. One of so many stories that spread around Ireland and inspired people to seek out this holy man in his deep hidden valley. He eventually built his city of seven churches by the lower lake that still stands 14 centuries later. So in one hand are the eggs and the other hand is the bird, which uh, is on the front in the logo and whatnot that you can see right there. So uh, a fun Fun taste of history, and the interesting thing enough uh, is that, uh, you know, the pieces are still there, and those elements are brought into the artwork and the glass itself on the bottles. So there you go. Glendalock, Irish whiskey, good stuff. Yeah, man. We're going to have to rename the uh, History with Howard segment to history with kidder nah we don't need to do that this is like a <laughs> one-off <laughs> yeah well still it was a good was a good good one-off man i was just not expecting that it was fun like i said uh, to hear about the history of, about uh, their tradition what they get uh, inspired by because they're in that whole area and I mean, it's it's just one of those things. Yeah. No, what was that? It interesting, very very interesting. So, and a cool event. So glad you could glad, glad you could go. Glad you could share it with us. Yeah, man. Um, you know, got a got a couple photos. Shared those, of course, as as it was uh, talking, as as you know. But I mean. The photos don't do the taste justice. Uh, now, next year, uh, they gave us kind of a teaser that they're going to come back and try and do another one and do it a little bit bigger and more more crazy, per se. But uh, maybe you and I will have to go to that one. Yeah, maybe. That would uh, be interesting. I'd give it a shot. You know, what's, what's the worst thing that could happen with that? <laughs> well, Kidder, uh, while you were talking, um, I know you know, but for the audience, you might not know, I, I am back at the painting table. 
working on um, doing some washes on some miniatures, trying to try to knock down the uh, the pile that has kind of started to form here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you know, Kidder, I I've been wanting to paint because I've been looking at a lot of painting related stuff. And uh, mostly because I've been following a pair of controversies that, uh, you know. More controversy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and they're both hobby related, and that's kind of kind of been interesting. Um, the first involves a, uh, a I, I call it new. New isn't quite the right word for it. Um but uh, let, let me put it this way. There's a YouTuber out there called The Honest Wargamer. And mostly he covers war games. And he he's pretty open about the fact that he doesn't really like painting miniatures. That's not his part of the hobby. He likes playing the games. He follows tournament coverage. He does that. But he doesn't really like the painting. And uh, he he got some advice on some things to help him with painting, painting mini uh, miniatures fast, but so that they looked good. And he decided to have some fun with this. And so he made a video explaining kind of this, this method. And he, uh, you know, he, he put some humor into it, you know, claiming that he learned this technique after climbing high into the, uh, the Turkish mountains and finding a monastery of monks who, Proceeded to teach him this this style that he has dubbed slap chop. Hmm. Um, I was hoping you were talking or going to talk about like the slap chop. You got uh, Vince. Hey, you put the onion in there. You put the egg in there. You put the celery in there. A couple of slap chop, 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 chop. Hey, look at that! You got yourself some egg salad. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, not that one. Man, a, no, I'm disappointed. I, 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 you know, kidder, I, I always aim to disappoint. Like this beer. Um, anyway, um, really, what it, what slap chop is, is it's pretty simple. Uh, it's it's a consists of just a few steps. It's priming your model black, then dry brushing uh, with a gray paint kind of to get your first layer, your mid-tone, and then doing another, a second lighter dry brush in white to give you your highlight, and then using GW contrast paints to, to do the actual painting of the miniature. And, and contrast paints are basically like a, like a, a super wash, so that when the paint pools, the most of the pigments end up in the crevices, giving you your shadow, but kind of Lee, you know, a lot of that, a lot gets left on the high points. So it gets you your highlight. And basically you can paint an entire model just by slapping this stuff on. Hence slap chop. Um, usually what GW has said with their contrast paints is that you should prime the model certain colors and just paint it on. And I've looked at those kidder and I've never been interested in these speed paints because and these contrast paints because it, it kind of leaves a very like desaturated look to the miniatures when they're done hmm. and, and, and not quite my style 
um, of of look. So I haven't been interested in this, but what this slap chop does is because you have done these dry brushing of mid-tone and highlight, it, it actually makes it pop a little bit more. So they, they look actually really pretty good. Um, it, good enough, Kidder, that I uh, I actually have ordered some speed paints from uh, Army Painter. I'm not going to go GW Contrast Paint because um, those those come in pots and they're easy to spill and I I, I like my dropper bottles so uh, I've ordered those I've uh, also ordered just some fun models just to test these on and I'm going to give this a try but the reason I say this is controversial is the honest we're going to put this video out and it's clearly got some satire in it uh, but the, the video went viral uh, some people shared it into some of the D&D &D role playing communities and it took off like mad because D&D is another um, source where people like to play with miniatures. They want to paint those miniatures, but they may not like painting itself. And so the fact that it was this very easy, very quick, you know, I mean, you can paint a model in 15 minutes with Slap Shop. You know, it, it took off and it went crazy. The thing about it is now is that you kind of have some hobby people who there are some who embrace this and understand that it's satire and all of that. But there are others who have just been picking on the Honest War Gamer because, truthfully, this slap chop style is nothing that, you know, it's, it, it, he didn't invent it. It's nothing new, um, but it's got all this credit. And so I think you kind of see some of this jealousy from people where they're like, well, in his video, he claims that he's the creator of slap chop. And uh, I actually watched a video with the honest work and he's like, no, I I clearly at the beginning say I learned this technique from Turkish monks. Therefore, alluding, I didn't invent this style, you know, hmm. it's a, but it is. It's just kind of crazy that there's people who are like jealous of this guy's success with it. That. um you know, that they're taking shots at him. The other great uh, critique that I heard uh, about it, and it makes your whole bit about the slap chop device even better, was one person wrote to the Honest War Gamer, he goes, I really like your style, but I can't get behind it because you know, the, the name slap chop just conjures up image of violence. And the Honest War Gamer put it quite simply, he goes, you are painting authoritarian Hitler-esque miniatures to go and place their will on others and fighting it out on the table. And you're worried about a stupid name like Slap Chop bringing violence? That sounds about right. So... That was kind of interesting in that, but I've, I've been following that one. Um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, he's kind of said that he will move on from it uh, just because it, he's getting too much criticism and it, for really something that he was trying to do as something fun and something to help out others. So that was kind of sad. But Kidder, yeah, the, the other controversy that I've been following uh, <laughs> makes me a little sad. Uh, actually, because it involves one of my favorite miniature companies, Reaper Miniatures. 
Yeah. Yeah. They got themselves into some trouble here. So Reaper after Bones 5, they reopened the pledge manager um, because they had quite a few people who had not finalized their pledge. And they wanted to give those folks a chance to get some of the product. They knew they wanted to do a reorder. And so since we're going to do a reorder, and since we're going to allow these people to finish that, they opened it up to everybody so that, hey, if you want some more stuff, you can order some more stuff. Kidder, I ordered some more stuff. I have some, uh, they call this Bones 5.5. I got my order back there. Because, yes, there were a couple of things that I was just like, yes, I would like more of that, please. Hmm. They finally have been uh, shipping out uh, their orders for about the last month now, Kidder. And uh, some people, as they were checking off their, you know, their what they had ordered versus what they received, they noticed that they were missing some stuff. That's usually not a problem with Reaper. You just send an email to help at Reaper Miniatures, and uh, usually they replace the piece, and that's fine. Kidder, they Reaper started sending out emails that basically said, hey, sorry, we can't replace this piece hmm. for this missing item. We'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll offer you credit in our web store or credit on Bone 6. So this is very uncharacteristic. Yeah, I mean, very uncharacteristic of Reaper. And so people started, actually, people were just actually very angrily and upset about this. And uh, it, it, it was one of those things where it was like, well, why? What's going on? What's happening? Um, Reaper finally put out a couple of days later a statement after everybody got wound up. And basically just due to issues, they didn't really dive into that, which they should have. Um, they didn't get everything that they had ordered um, from overseas. And so they didn't get some of the product that they placed as an order. And because of that, they don't have the product to, to give out. Um, Sounds so right. the, Yeah. And so they, they basically said there are three options with this. On some of the items, we're more than willing to refund. We'll give you your money back, which is Reaper never gives their money back. Not because they're greedy, but they usually provide such great customer service. I mean, if I had a Reaper miniature, or do I have one here? Yeah, I'll just grab this guy. Let's say I had this guy, and he was missing his club. More than likely, they don't just send me the club. They send me a whole new guy. Oh, you know, that, that's far beyond what they need to do. So they said they would refund. They said they would do the other options. They would give you a credit to their web store. Plus some, because miniatures on the web store cost more than the discounts you get from like the Kickstarters and the pledge managers. So they were kind of saying, hey, you know, we'll, we'll give you a little bit more so that your money goes a little bit further. Or you can apply this to Bone 6 because we're that pledge manager is open right now. And, um, you know, so that that's what's kind of going on with them. Um, we don't know exactly what, but I, I do feel for anybody who did. I, I had a very, very small order, and I haven't checked mine, but I'm pretty sure I got the majority of what I wanted. So, yeah. But, Kidder, where I really feel for some people is some people uh, purchased the, uh, the ship because the ship was available. So... 
that pirate ship behind me, that three foot long pirate ship. Mm-hmm. Unavailable. Like, that's what they ran out of. Yeah. So some people gave Reaper a hundred dollars for that, and they didn't get it. And uh, I feel for those people because that's a cool piece. And Reaper has said they're not making it again. So it just uh, helps you as uh, somebody who got one and makes the value go up. I mean, that's just how things work sometimes, you know, yeah. uh, as I talked about last week, I did not get the Jersey that I wanted to get. And that would have been $340 or something like that, you know, but I didn't get it is what it is yeah and that's kind of how i take it you know but i i do feel for people you know if you if you thought man i can get this and you put in the money and you've waited all this time and you you haven't got it i i i could get why you're upset and totally understandable but kidder i I even got one more controversy that's game related i'll keep it short more one more because I, i learned about this one today um, and I was super excited about it, and and then it got controversial, and I was like, oh, "God damn, people are stupid." <laughs> so here, here's one: uh, Privateer Press, another company that I, I follow and have purchased several things from. Uh, for a couple of years now, they've done this mini crate subscription. So every month, I get a, a miniature from them, and it's a cool alternative sculpt to one of their designs and when one of theirs from any of their games from war machine hordes riot quest uh, but it's a cool and it's usually it's usually kind of punny which i i i enjoy and some of them have been really clever and i i got in on this subscription since the very beginning and it, it was kind of one of those things that they advertised hey we're doing this it's a one-time thing after this kidder walked away so he's not even hearing this right now i saw that man he walked away oh you can still hear me yeah interesting interesting I I see who it is. Hey, like the Kool Aid oh. Man. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Uh. For our, for our audio listeners, if you don't recognize that voice, uh, JS Gunslinger is joining us. That's right. That's right. Howdy, hell, everybody. He's busting. <laughs> What is it with guests showing up halfway through this show? <laughs> we we got to start talking to people, Kidder. People keep showing up. Like <laughs> well, well, IT security and physical security. I mean, practically anybody just get in this place, right? Apparently, man, we got to hide that that door a little bit better so people can't just knock on the door and come in whenever. Yeah, what do you, what do you call the? Uh, uh, we, we've got a, We've got a, a code word for the bar. What, what's the code word again? Yeah, we have a code word. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if we. I don't know if we want to broadcast that out on the podcast. You know, <laughs> let's be honest. Nobody's listening to this anyway. 
That's so, true. I started talking board game stuff, so they're all like, "Yeah, skip this section." <laughs> I felt I, like I, I wasn't like I was in an episode of Star Trek. I walked up and the door opened for me, and you know, music started playing, and yeah, it was you know, it was a good time. What the hell, kidder? I never get that entrance. <laughs> I, uh, maybe my house just likes him better. I don't know. <laughs> he brings he bring, brings more alcohol when he stops by, so maybe that's it. I don't know. Kidder, I've been offered for like a month to bring you a black o' lantern. No, <laughs> you keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> I don't need any black holes in this place. My life sucks enough already. Well, you know, I I, I did uh, I did give him a wonderful beer that is that I'm sure it was his favorite, but I haven't uh, I haven't seen anybody drink it yet. That's uh, next week. Oh, that's next week. Oh, that'll be three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Teasers. <laughs> well, when this is out, it's already happened two weeks ago. So oh. get over yourself. We're going to talk about the timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly in a little bit, but I don't want to jump ahead or jump behind, depending on where you are in the space-time continuum. It all runs together to me since I edit this stuff. I have been having considered, like the worst time keeping track of episode numbers lately, mm. because at one point, I forgot to like change the number on the one of the run sheets. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we had two episode 82s, and it has messed me up, like, ever since. Like, I've had to double-check ever since then to make sure that I'm uh, on track with it. So. But. It's kind of funny. I, I, have to, I have to say, it's kind of funny. We're just doubling up on stuff. Double the work. Yeah, but you know, when I edit these late at night, I kind of sometimes wonder, like, am I losing my mind where I'm at with this? I could have sworn 82 was last week, and then, nope. That was, and because we're, like, got a three-week buffer, kid, it was like, I didn't catch that mistake right away, so it's like, we had already, like, recorded, like, episode 84, the time I figured out we had two 82s. Maybe it's really episode 95, and Future Howard just hasn't told you yet. Mm, yeah, I mean, I could see him do that. <laughs> Damn, future Howard being drunk all the time. Yeah, you know, maybe not all the time. I won't. I won't go that far. He's not drunk all the time. You know, with all the crap the future Howard puts up with, I, I mean, I could understand that he's got an alcohol problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not a problem until you go to meetings. That's that's what I hear anyway. Mm, yeah. Anyway, Kidder, to, to, to finish my story yeah, and, and wrap it up, it. then we can get on to other things. So, I'm gonna open this. Up. I, I've been subscribed to this Privateer Press mini crate since the beginning, um, and I've only ever missed one due to a, a great thing where my I got my new debit card, and I didn't get in an update by information before they tried to run it, so I missed one. I missed a single figure. So otherwise, I have the whole complete collection except this one, and it's dry. It's bugged me ever since. I keep looking for it on eBay and things. Today, Kidder, today, Privateer Press came out and said, hey, you know these uh, mini crate subscription that we've done, and we said this was kind of a one-time run? Well, every time that we've done and run this, we've, we've made a couple of extra because, you know, sometimes people lose parts. Sometimes 
we don't get enough orders as much as we've ran. So we've had all these extras in the warehouse. The warehouse is getting full. We need to clear it out. So we're going to put them on sale. If you're a subscriber, here's the whole run. You will have a chance on November the 3rd to purchase these. And it's uh, limited quantities. It's not that we're making more. It's that we have these. So I can get the one miniature I'm missing. But Kidder, the internet blew up over this as people are like, what the hell, Privateer Press? You said this was a one-time only thing. You can't do this. You can't sell this. And some poor mod for Privateer Press has to keep going and answering to people to go, well, actually, if you, you read the announcement when we said this, we said that we, we would sell extras of this later to subscribers. We just are finally doing that. I know it's been like, four years but yeah hmm. it's been it's been fun i love how geeks get upset about bunch of whiny bitches i yeah i mean i can understand like people have spent lots of money trying to get a hold of some of these and now they're gonna have a chance and you have other people who have bought them then and are like well gosh it's just like I don't get people. I don't get it. Don't try, because you're going to hurt your head. Also, I have to say that, uh, first of all, I'm guessing you're taking November 3rd off, because you'll be sitting at your computer all day, searching for that and getting in, making sure that you fight through the bots, so then you can get your figure. Yeah, because especially the one that I'm missing, of course, happens to be one of the coolest ones they did. It was a take on one of their models, um, but they did it in the style of the Demogorgon from Stranger Things. It's pretty awesome. I'll put a picture up for the audience. But. And for those of you listening to this, visit our YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Watch the videos. Okay. They're more fun. More fun than a box of rocks. <laughs> drugs that you're on. <laughs> I had a pretty lonely childhood, so I had a lot of fun with a box of rocks. <laughs> now they're all in your head, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Me too. <sighs> so he, he didn't want to wait. Uh, he's got what's on tap. I, I, was, I, I, I powered through mine because I figured what's on tap round two was oh, going to kick off. So I, I, I had a hell of a day. So uh, I, yeah. I'm, yeah. He was thirsty, and I needed to quench his thirst. So, uh, so I have this, uh, this beautiful pink can that Kidder just gave me here. It, uh, it is the the Schmirinoff pink ice lemonade. Wonderful, wonderful graphics of a of a raspberry and a lemon and and some some fruity waters going through. Um, we have a, a premium malt beverage with natural flavors and certified colors. Not natural colors, certified colors. Four and a half percent alcohol Aww. by volume, and it's twelve ounces. Although it looks like it's six. Mm-hmm. And that's that's uh, that's all we got here, other than the uh, Surgeon General's warning, and nobody needs to read that. Nah, I, I'm not gonna lie. To be 21 to purchase said beverage, you know. So I'm, I'm glad they reminded me. Right. 
thought I, uh, I need um, a card user. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, well, I, was no. gonna, I was gonna say I have one of those uh as well in my beer fridge uh that I believe Kidder gave me and I have kind of refused to actually drink it. One of these times I'm gonna bring it back to his house and hide it in his fridge. Yeah, that wasn't gonna be too picky. But uh, you know, it doesn't actually taste that bad. For for being a, a frou-frou girl fruity drink, it really doesn't taste that bad. Mm-hmm. I, I I do uh, I do like lemonade, uh, raspberry lemonade, all all forms of lemonade essentially, and it it honestly does taste like lemonade. Some of the the lemonades of this nature I've tried have just tasted like lemon flavored paint thinner. Like syrup, so, right? Yeah. Gross. Yeah, just it made more taste like paint thinner with mm. a little bit of pink mixed sure. in. But uh but this one actually tastes fairly well. Mm. You know, I mean I'm not gonna say it's it's up there with the uh alcoholic chocolate milk, but uh, you know, it's it's getting there. <laughs> you like how he laughs at that because uh-huh. he didn't like it. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> I uh I saw you trash my beer. <laughs> See, so somebody watches. Hey, like, yeah, because he's here. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you not like the alcoholic chocolate milk? But, you, you know, listen. You know, to each his own, man. If, if you're happy drinking it, good for you. Jeez. <laughs> He's like in the current, and he's in one of those little dinghies, and he's trying to roll backwards, but he's still going over the edge. You shall be hereby um, entirely banished to nothing but black o' lantern. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, black o' lantern. So thing about about these, as uh, both of you may remember, I think I still have one upstairs too. I had I had a Smirnoff like six pack of bottles and I don't remember the flavor, but it was something like the pink lemonade or right. berry, whatever the glass bottles are 11.2 ounces. They don't even give you a full 12 ounces mm-hmm. of sugary get messed up. Yeah. These give you 12 ounces. So the, they've learned maybe they're watching smear enough. If you're watching this show, Number one, I'm sorry, but number two, hey, you could sponsor us. We got your product. That'd be great. Huh? Always an option. Get Kidder. Kidder, just but, also for the record with the one you gave me, it's in a glass bottle. Oh, okay. It's been there a bit then. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought I gave you one, but it's probably not. But meh. Uh, I uh, I'm also thirsty, so I'm going to try the pineapple lemonade. As you can see, it's like more of an orangish color for for whatever reason, but uh, much the same. Twelve full fluid ounces, four point five percent alcohol by volume. This is also a premium malt beverage with natural flavors and the certified colors. They've gone through many, many hours of training to become certified colors and not just regular colors. Ah, ah. Nice pineapple flavor or smell right? coming out of it, so I'll give it that. I mean, I, I do like the, the like pink raspberry thing they got going on here. It's... <laughs> 
Well, hit me by the face. I'm, uh... here's, the, here's the reason I oof. Because at the first is like, whoa, there's a lot of flavor coming at me. Number two, there's some coconut put in there. And I freaking hate coconut. And for future Howard's sake, I, I went moderately censored on that. I, I, I'll agree with you on the coconut. I, uh, I'm not a fan. Ugh, it's just it's gross. I'm like, why is pineapple and coconut? Yeah, sure. They're both tropical, but why do they have to be together all the time? Just mm -hmm. make a pineapple thing or a coconut thing. Mm -hmm. And that way those sadistic sons of bitches who like coconut can have their bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Howard. I'm with you. Listen, you just got to put the lime in the coconut and, you know, no. it'll be fine. No. You can put the lime in the coconut, just not the pineapple. <laughs> Keep it to your damn self. <laughs> All right, so you're talking about slap chop, and no, it's oh, not. Wait, it's wait, small. you're gonna. What? I got what? a second beverage. Oh, I'm you actually have something to drink? You're, 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 I'm what? keeping up. You know, you, hey. you had that on the show before. You just kind of cut him off from his I, on tap. Yes, <laughs> he's had that before. He held it up. I saw. <laughs> I have had it on the show before. I liked it. I wanted to get it out of my fridge, though. Open you know? that up. Let's get it over. So, yeah, I got the Mule 2.0. It's their old-fashioned uh, Mule. The bourbon whiskey orange bitters with natural ginger flavor. <laughs> no, it's well, not that good. Yeah. It it's actually was. Like, look at it. Goodness I like God. it. I like it. Oh, he likes that. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I just, just, just the look on his face as you were talking about that was like, yeah. <laughs> continue. Well, well, you know, it's one of those things. I, I like a good Moscow mule and this just has a nice reminder of an old fashioned. I mean, it doesn't have the cherry flavor, but you know, otherwise it's pretty good. The couple canned Moscow mules I've tried have just tasted like a ginger pine tree, and they, they weren't good. I, I love a mule. Canned mules are not or should not be a thing. I normally I would agree with you, and, and I picked these up because they were on sale. Um, truthfully, and you know, show content, but uh, they actually ended up being pretty good. So, hmm. um, and there's a few different. Uh, Variants of them, I think three or four of the mule, right family. Yeah, well, that yeah, brand. yeah. So no, I brought that down, Kidder, because it it seemed like a good thing for tonight. You know, I'm good. I'm keeping up. It down, all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I kid. I kid. I kid. <laughs> I can't even help myself. That's a all right, Kidder. You were though. you were transitioning to something else. So, well, first question: When I say slap chop, what do you think? A Russian <laughs> slap game. Hmm. See, you got even a completely different thought on yeah. that. When this comes out, you'll have to go back and watch it. Uh, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> so, 
you had Slap Chop on there, and so in a retaliation, partially because I found these finally, and I've been looking for them for about three months, I put Big Meat on the rundown. Ooh. It's not too much of a Big Meat. I mean, it's a small package, and there's three meats in it, but it's the newly released, within the past several months, Cloverdale. First Cloverdale Products out of Mandan, based in Mandan, North Dakota. Tasty meat. Get some Cloverdale. Support them wherever they are. Uh, the grocery store, Walmart, or Costco, any place that you go, and really nationwide. So search your meat section for Cloverdale. But they just released these snack packs of meat. Look at that. Have you seen these, Howard? I uh, can't say that I have, actually. Out of all of the places, because I've looked in, again, Walmart, Costco, Sam's Club, like the likelihood of them being in Sam's Club kind of low unless it's, you know, a 30-pack of the individual packs, right? But I've looked for them. Can't <laughs> find them. Where do they show up? In the vending machine at work. Seems like a perfectly logical place. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> really? So I paid, you know, three fifty for this thing, which is probably I don't know two bucks normally. But yeah. I'm excited to try these. It is tangy snackers. Now, uh, both of you have, <laughs> both of you have had the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I don't think a name of a cheap porno. <laughs> he was already going there. Didn't see that? He, I think he muted himself. So he couldn't see. Him. I, 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 I didn't mute myself, but it was more of the fact that JS laughed. And I don't know why. That just cracked me up. <clears throat> I, I, but, I couldn't help it. The tangy snackers just got me. Yeah, yeah. It is a bit salty, though. I mean, 300 milligrams of sodium in this. Well, you know, that's so, only, what, 40% of your daily value? According to this 13. Oh, oh. They, they, they like some salt. salty meat. Mm -hmm. But that's for that's only for one stick, though. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, see? Uh -huh. Yeah. I had to check the facts. <laughs> there they are. Yep. Serving size of one stick. I know it was blurry as hell, but. Yeah, you know, we'll, they get the point. We'll figure it, fix it in post. Yeah. Uh, hardwood slow smoked and the tangy snacker summer sausage the original flavor but there's 5 grams of protein there you go 80 calories and there's a low sugar yep. as well mm -hmm. so 3 ounces of meat you can put it in your mouth find them Cloverdale I just wanted to bring that up because I found them yesterday I was like what the hell there you go. I, I mean, I prefer like the large full size meats myself. I do. You know. I do too. I like the full size summer sausage, nice cured, mm -hmm. thick meat. Yep. Yep. It fits in both hands. Exactly. You can slice it yep. evenly if you mm -hmm. want, or mm -hmm. just eat the whole thing. That's right. But you gotta peel. You gotta peel the paper off first. Yes. You gotta peel off the wrapper before you cut it. I was thinking you just just eat it as it is. I mean, you know, makes you tougher. That's where all. That's right. It's like the potato skin. That's where all the protein or the uh, starch and the, the the nutrients and everything. Right. Yeah, that's a good exercise for the jaw. <laughs> you don't want to grate your teeth on that. <laughs> Gall dang. 
that one sells fast. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought Howard to have something for that, but he's lost in painting. So yeah. Maybe mm -hmm. the whole thing out. Uh, you know. I, I'm so close to finishing this model that I'm just like, I'm That's getting it done. So. He is bedazzling the hell out of all of his fingernails right now. They're gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, gonna come up in a second, and they're gonna be rainbow and sparkly and all kinds of glitter. <laughs> or he's finishing sewing voodoo dolls for both of us. Well, that's a possibility too. <laughs> I wonder why it hurts when I get up in the morning. <laughs> Damn it, Howard! I thought you were on my side. Yeah, yeah. So why we can't have anything nice? <laughs> okay. Let's roll through the rest of this, so then, uh, I don't know, Pe we can save people from this show. Um, <clears throat> Flashing Lights, of course, the the PC game available on Steam that I've talked about before. You can play as law enforcement or as an EMT or a firefighter, customize your vehicles and the light patterns and, and the, you know how your dude looks and go on calls and... Or, or your chick, because you can be a dude or a chick. <clears throat> Make things happen out there. Go save some people and arrest some people or shoot some people, depending on what they're doing and what the situation is. Oh, there you go. You know, just gotta gotta pick your own level of GTA. Huh? Kind of, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, they 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 get mad though if you run over the suspect, even though the suspect's shooting at you or like running away from you, they get mad. You lose points. I don't know why. You can shoot them, and you get point. You gain points, but if you run them over with your vehicle, you minus points. Like a perfectly, like a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Oh, like they're shooting at me. Yeah. I'm already in the car. Just run them over. Right. No, minus thirty points. Oh, what the hell? Like why? So it's kind of weird. Maybe we should write to the developers and have them fix that. There but, you go. <clears throat> um, they just released an update, and as part of the update, 50% off on Steam, which uh -huh. I'm sure by the time this comes out, the sale will be over with. So just go buy it at full price and support them so then they can you know finish the damn game. Uh, but they added, uh, there's two of the smaller towns on the map. They added where you can start there and go to the fire station, the uh, hospital, or the police department in the little towns now and like patrol that area. Versus starting up here and then driving all the way out and down and five minutes later, you're there. Just think of all the traffic stops you can make on the way there. But the cars don't don't actually spawn. That's oh. the problem. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I think, <laughs> hoping they're working on that too. All right. But they added another ambulance. And it's like one of those European van ambulances. There you go. It doesn't look too bad. There, there's more and more places, even around here, switching to them. Mm -hmm. so. More aerodynamic. Yeah. Save on fuel costs. Yep. Yep. It's not quite like driving a school bus around, but you're getting there. <laughs> it's, a, it's a short bus. Yeah. I, don't know if you, I don't know if you've ever driven an ambulance, Kidder, but I have, and it is not no. fun. <laughs> I, I have not, but I imagine that it's got about the horsepower of a golf cart. Uh, Power-wise, they're very good. Oh. Handling-wise, not so much. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Five-mile-per-hour breeze, and you're floating like the Titanic? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, 
It's a miniature version of a school bus, and uh, it's <laughs> not fun to drive around. But there are seat belts. There are. There are. In the front and the back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unlike a school bus. This is true. Let's make a giant metal tin can on wheels that's, what are they, usually like, uh, I don't know, three-quarters of a ton? Ton? Yeah, usually, it, it's no, nothing less than three-quarter ton. Three -quarter. So anywhere from three-quarter ton to, to two, if you're looking at some of the, the government ones. Big the, old school the, bus. The big four-wheel drive versions. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Let's put 80 kids on it. We don't need seatbelts. We're fine. Yeah. Oh, the school buses. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're, they're way more than a ton. They're like oh, three. Three tons. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're large. Three ton yellow <laughs> missile coming at you. <laughs> yeah. With yeah. 80 passengers. All, all kids. We don't need seatbelts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They'll be fine. All the seats are padded, so they bounce when they hit. Right. Right. You got to pad the ceiling now. Mm -hmm. yeah. That would be awesome, though, to pad the ceiling because it would also cut down on all the sound. True. Why yeah. has nobody thought of that? Howard, where were you 30 years ago? Riding in the school bus and like, damn, this is loud and unsafe. We should pad the ceiling. Do we? Uh, I love He's thinking. I lived in a very rural. rural He's thinking. I lived in a very rural school district, and uh, we had one of the old buses that had the really long hangover over the back axle. So when you sat in the back and they hit a good bump. It would literally launch you out of your seat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, a good enough one, you would hit the ceiling. Yeah. It was it was a catapult going yeah. down that way. <laughs> the uh, thankfully they had to slow down and stop for all the railroad tracks because if they didn't, uh, every one of us would have had a concussion. Peeling kids off the ceiling with yeah. a spatula. Yeah, yeah, it'd have been bad. We uh, we had one of those buses and we <clears throat> took it to the, to Falkirk Mine. Oh, for a tour. Yeah. Now, it wasn't a, let's go to the coal plant and get off, take a look, get back on, drive over to like an observation area of the mine. Look at this. Okay, get on. No, we drove into the pit. Oh, yeah. I don't know who authorized this. <laughs> a school bus of kids and a couple like chaperones and then, you know, somebody from Falkirk, right? Right. No, let's follow that truck and we'll drive down into the mine. We're down in the in the pit of the strip mine. And those trucks, the, the uh, coal haul trucks, mm -hmm. very large. Yep. Uh, but the roads, you know, they're fine for them. For a pickup or, say, a school bus, not so good. <laughs> so just like what you're saying, where you're flopping in the back, oh, yeah. I was back by the rear axle, and it was bad even then. And we we hit one of those potholes for the trucks, <laughs> which they would just go over, no problem. But the bus went, whoa! <laughs> and thankfully, I was wearing a backpack, because that's what hit the roof of, <laughs> of the uh, bus, not my head. Yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> Oh, I, I forgot to mention that we all had to wear uh, hard hats. Oh, to go in. Well, there, there. you go. So See, we, that saved you we, from hitting your head. I know that that's what hit the floor when I <laughs> fell back down. <laughs> so I was safe because I had my yep. my blue Falkirk hard hat on uh -huh. when, when my head hit the floor of the bus. Yeah. Well, considering one tire weighs more than three of those buses. 
Right. You know, right. on the, on those heavy haul trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I get to go up there on Monday. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I had to go work on a, work on a man lift. So. And you'll, uh, depending on the size of the man lift, you might get to the top of the tire. Uh, this one's a big one. This so is a big one. I, okay. can, I can get well <laughs> over the tires. Perfect. Yep, yep. They also switched to LEDs. I'm very, you know, very happy that they're uh, future-oriented, uh, energy-efficiency-oriented at the yep. coal, coal strip mine because they got LEDs on them now. Yep. Yep, they're they're actually lights, huh. taillights, and they're actually pretty the advanced flashers. out there. Mm-hmm. I like it. Anyway, so uh, yeah, flashing lights. Go get it. Go check it out. I like it. Haven't even really had a chance to play. I just checked out the update, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty sweet. There you go. So next, Modern Warfare Two was released, the Call of Duty franchise. Huh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it last week. Uh, none of us are getting it until it goes on sale. Why? Well, number one, it's seventy dollars now what instead of sixty because they upped the, the game price. Because you yeah. know, well, inflation. Or, yeah, got to pay our developers. Mm-hmm. They're not paying the developers. No, they, they don't care. Um, <clears throat> uh, number two interesting fact about it is people people discovered the game disc so you you go to the store and you buy the game disc and you're like oh the whole game's on here no and, and i know that you're not you know in the 100 percent technologically savvy world of things but i'm pretty familiar seven, with with mw or, uh, so well, the game right yeah, but yeah. the disc has 78 to 80 megabytes of data on it Right. So the current game discs, which are Blu-ray discs, can hold, I believe, 16 gigabytes of data. So it's essentially like dropping a tiny file onto this this whole disc and wasting a whole disc on the installer file. Because everything else will be downloaded via the internet. Right. Which will be probably thirty to sixty gigabytes of data. So why do they even have the disc? That's a good point. Why don't they just skip the cost of all the discs and the cases and everything? Mm-hmm. Shave twenty bucks off of it and have it download only. The funny thing, the download version, same price. <laughs> and if you want the <laughs> premium version, that's a hundred ten dollars. Oh, ooh, yes, yeah. Well, you get extra gun skins. Well, you you got you got to start out with that tiger striped gold AK right away. You can't, you know, you can't just start out with the stock gun. <laughs> but but you can't get that because you have to actually play through it to get it. Oh man, yeah. Well, then you can have the tiger striped gold Makarov or whatever they start you off with. I'm not sure. I have, I have not seen the new one. I don't know which. Uh, I don't know what's in which the genre it's in. So uh, it's it's the same as uh, the other Modern Warfare two from about what fifteen. So they just took the same game 10. and uh, redeveloped it. Very similar, uh. and they did that with Modern Warfare, which came out in 2018. Okay, it's kind of a soft reboot for the series for the next generation of consoles. They. They reworked it, so it is different, plays a little different, but it's very similar to the original Modern Warfare game. Gotcha. Um, that one, it's pretty good. Modern Warfare 2, 
people are bitching online about the menu system, which I complained about because I played the open beta. Uh, it was free, so right. I could play it. Uh, the menu system is, is horrible. Just to try and get into a game online or, you know, it has the menu structure so you could see where the campaign section was or option. It sucks. It's stupid. Just keep keep a similar basic menu system would have been fine. Well, then it wouldn't be new. But it looks all new. If you don't make it more difficult <laughs> and harder to use, then it's not I new. Saying. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Um, either way, eh, we're going to wait. In fact, that's, uh, I mean, really the only way Howard's had the past, I don't know, two main Call of Duty games is that I gave them to him for Christmas or something. Uh, but uh, brother Nico and Rude Boy Kyle are also waiting. We're going to see if the Black Friday deals knock that off about 40%, see if we can pick it up then. Right. If not, hell, we might just wait a while and uh, just play mo- the first Modern Warfare because hopefully all the cheaters have left True. to the new game. I'm still like two full game consoles behind, so yeah. you know I'm I'm okay. way back in the in the time. It's all right. I mean, you know, with all the time that you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of free time. Yeah. Uh huh. Understand. Yeah. Here's the funny <laughs> thing with because because today was the release of Modern Warfare Two, officially. If you pre-ordered it, you could play the campaign for the past week. Ah, there you go. Which kind of nice because you download it, like preload the game, and then you can play the the story mode, where you can't play online, and it's kind of like having an original game, right? You know, from like our era where you buy a game and you play the story mode, right? And then you have to invite twelve friends over to play. Yes, invite one twelve on friends over, hook three consoles together, have three t- three different TVs, yep. and. No screen watching. Yeah. <laughs> Get off my TV. <laughs> but uh, Battlefield, which of course is an EA property, yep, and Call of Duty, which is the Activision property, and et cetera, et cetera, uh, with the other people and the developers, depending on which game you're playing. If it's like Modern Warfare or Black Ops, anyway. Uh, Battlefield actually posted on their their social media, uh, or something to the effect of uh, congratulations on on Call of Duty was launched today, and blah blah blah. And it was a picture from one of the Battlefield maps of the rocket launching. <laughs> and I'm like, is that like uh, reverse psychology or something? Like you're like, good luck. <laughs> oh, or, that, yeah, that, that was a troll. Like, no, 100%. Mm-hmm. I don't know they're trolling, but I mean, like, they're actually calling them out. But Battlefield was just on sale for $20. The new one, 2042. Oh, so it's it's actually worth buying now. Yes. <laughs> I, I I got really excited for this, the Battlefield 2042. I, I don't mind the Battlefield games. They, they operate differently. In the feel of playing, I think I comparatively, I have either two or three. I don't know which one I have, but mm-hmm. for again, two consoles back, and, right? 
But three is is the fan favorite. It's kind of the renowned game that people like. I really enjoyed four. We played hours of that game of the same map. It's uh, called uh, Locker. Okay. And it's like mostly an underground, like kind of sectioned off vaulted area. Just hours and hours and hours of playing that map. Just, it just was fun. I, I don't know. It's so stupid, but it was fun. <clears throat> but anyway, we'll see how it goes. Hmm. How are you playing Injustice again? Uh, well, no, I'm I I've uninstalled that, but I have uh, started playing Injustice Two, the oh. sequel. He moved down to painting his toenails now. He got done glitter. He got done bedazzling his fingernails, and now he's moved down to his toes. That's the Actually, real injustice. <laughs> Actually, I moved on to a whole different model. I sealed this one. It's drying over on this side, and so I one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, I haven't gotten real far in Injustice Two, um, because it was it was one of those. It's the nice thing about the Xbox One is that like you can start playing the game before it's fully downloaded. So I started playing, and I've I've played a few matches, and it's it. I will say it's much more responsive than Injustice was because I was really frustrated with Injustice. So I'm hoping to start in on the story and uh, see what happens and and all that. But yeah, hmm. interesting. Well, I like yeah, I, I'm hoping so too. Um, some interesting. You know, uh, DLC that came with it when I bought it. Um, so it's it's really kind of fun because the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are in it. So that's kind of cool to get to play as them. Hellboy is in it. Um, another favorite of mine. So kind of kind of fun to get to play as those characters in a fighting game. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So that's that, that's really it. I mean, it's kind of a small. <laughs> what was that? As a refresher, what is Injustice about? Is uh, fighting games? So, yeah, so Injustice, um, it, the Injustice series is made by NetherRealm Studios, who are the guys behind Mortal Kombat. Mm. Um, way back, I can't mm. remember the exact year, so Future Howard will put it up. Um, they did a crossover. They did uh, Mortal Kombat versus the DC Universe. Yep, um, I remember that one. Yep. And it, it kind of it did well enough that it, it kind of saved the Mortal Kombat series. Um, they, they got to continue on. But it then allowed or convinced Warner Brothers to let them produce these uh, DC fighting games, minus the fatalities and, and some of that. And so they created the Injustice series, which the basic premise of and the story of is... In an alternate dimension, the Joker tricks Superman into killing Lois Lane, who is pregnant with his unborn child, and uh, and then launches a nuke, or sets off a nuke that destroys Metropolis. And Superman decides that's it, that's enough, and uh, he kills the Joker and basically creates an authoritarian government that says no more conflict. And then the heroes from the main universe end up getting sucked into that dimension, and it's them trying to 
basically free it from Superman's rule. Hmm. Um, so at the end of that game, Superman is captured. Um, and now I'm hoping to see what the, the rest of the story is. So that's the, the basics of it. But it was such a good story that they actually did a comic book series based off of it and actually got actually really good reviews. So it's kind of a, a fun and different take on kind of your normal heroes. Um, well, good. So I, I will say Batman has some of the cheesiest stuff uh, in both games. Um you know, because in the first injustice, one of his super moves actually he hits you with the uh, the Batmobile, which just seems like cheating. You know, well, I mean, his superpower is being rich, so you know. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, I'm looking forward to playing it, seeing what happens in the story, and uh, going from there. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> well, good luck. I hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> Me too. Me too. So, I have to wonder, because today's episode that uh, was released involved Big D. And I, I have to wonder, because, you know, Big D thinks that he can get a one-up on us and troll us a little bit. Uh-huh. Have you heard any reaction from him about the release of the episode? Uh, I, I I did, Kidder. Um, he he actually sent me a note. Um, <laughs> oh boy! Earlier, and we had a whole conversation, which means I get to once again do a dramatic reading of the conversation between myself and Big D. <laughs> and now, I'll read. read the conversation between he and Big D. And uh, for our audio listeners, you will, of course, recognize the fun, geeky, munchkin-esque voice that I use for Big D. From the bottom of my heart, I am gratified that the thumbnail for this week's episode does not contain a giant ice cream sandwich in my snack hole. (laughs) It's an actual photo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I... I mean, I could fix that. <laughs> I recognize that photo as being taken in Korea. So it's only right that I get red a red bean donut or something instead. Modernization, you know. Uh, I don't know. That seems like it'd be off-brand for you. Off-brand would be a gas station kimbap, whatever the hell a kimbap is. You have to ask. You can't afford it. Yeah. Which thankfully is not as deadly as it sounds. I, I didn't really think a kimbap sounded deadly. Um, it, it, it really sounds, sounds like, like a Hanson song. I was about to say it sounds like a lyric out of a Hanson song. Uh, yes, Jay is gunslinger. So quick on the draw, he beats Howard to his own joke. <laughs> Said I will talk to the graphics department, but I can't make any promises of uh, what you might get. They get a little weird about requests. <laughs> hey, now, I never requested squat. I just said, thanks for not having the ice cream face mouth picture. I said, true, but you made a request for what we put in your mouth instead of a cookie. I just said w- what I could get you. Ha <laughs> ha. I said, too late. The request has been made. 
To which he uh, sent me an emoji of that laughing, crying face, mm. followed by some words in Korean. Mm. I put, sorry, I don't read Korean. Translation, no. But, well, you're just gonna have to keep an eye on the thumbnail this weekend. It may change. You're brutal, brutal, Blues Brother. So, um, I got plans, Skitter. Um, the thumbnail will change. And by the time this episode comes out, it has changed. Hmm. So, he's got to learn to stop trolling, you know, back. Because um, uh-huh. there's so much worse I can do. <laughs> so, it'll be fun. Yeah. That that photo was, was a, a classic photo. The instant that I took it. Mm-hmm. He, uh, so, the backstory, Big D stopped through Grand Forks and visited me, and at the time, Hardee's had these delicious, I mean, they were top-tier Oreo pieces that were about this big Mm -hmm. each, and then they put two scoops of their hand-scooped vanilla ice cream between them, sandwich, boom, there they are, put them in the package, throw them in the freezer. I remember those. Oh, they were so good. And so... Half the time when I go to Hardee's, like they were out or they'd have a couple. Right. So I would get what they had, throw them in the freezer when I get home. And then when I wanted to snack, oh, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this five minutes. Right. No, it wouldn't take five minutes to eat that. It's so good. So Big D again happened to roll on through. And I'm like, you want one? Sure. So I give him one and I take one. And, and then the famous photo of him. Eating, eating the ice cream sandwich. And um, now it just continues to live on infamy and uh, various artistic effects. There you go. For whatever reason. There you go. Trolling, that's why. Yes. yes. The thing is, he doesn't remember the photo. So the first time that it appeared in our content, he's like, how did you guys Photoshop a f- giant cookie in my mouth? <laughs> like... We, we, we did. <clears throat> so now it uh, now it makes regular appearances. Interesting. I, I didn't know he was drunk when he came over. I mean, he had a beer, but I didn't <laughs> think he was that big of a wuss that one beer would put him under the table. Well, I wouldn't yeah. remember his photo being taken. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, yeah it definitely can. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, after I finish this, I kind of feel like a High school cheerle- cheerleader now. Want another one? Yeah, no, I'm good. No? I'm good. Only four and a half percent. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, all, it's a it, sugar rush. I ain't, a- I ain't drunk. <laughs> I uh, did something else. I ain't drunk, though. <laughs> see the, the, uh, the roofie they threw in there. Yeah, right. Woo. So... CM Punk's back online. Did you see that, Howard? Uh, I did see that he was back online. I didn't get a chance to to dive much further than that. So, He's share what you got. Just promoting, just promoting April's new series on Netflix that was released today. Mm. Mm. Did you have okay. any other updates you happen to come across? Um... Well, the the scuttlebutt 
that I'm seeing online is that um, there's some new accusations out of the punk camp saying that Larry the dog was injured in the all-out brawl and that he uh, was injured when the door was supposedly kicked in uh, and lost a couple of teeth. Um, However, there's a lot of uh, kind of reporting that this is untrue Hmm. because during all of the investigation, nobody had said anything about Larry the dog. And that um, it's probably more of just Punk trying to win a losing investigation is the report I hear. Mm. And it sounds more and more like he will not be back in AEW. Uh, In fact, the other part, the biggest news that came out today is that Chris Jericho has gone on the record saying that even if Punk were to come back, he refuses to work with Punk. So... Kind of a sign that things are not looking well for him to return. Um, of course, there continues to be speculation, um, especially since the contract buyout is um, mostly being held up by the non-complete cl- the non-compete clause that Punk might be going to WWE, um, but nothing has been confirmed on that front. To which Kidder. Do you want a hot take? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yutter. Kidder, I know you love CM Punk. I know you're going to hate me for saying this, but I don't want CM Punk back in WWE. Because it, <laughs> because it won't be good. You know, the last time he was in, he was in the middle of a, a very long, legendary run and I just don't see them doing that with him when he comes back. You know, it would probably be he comes back, he drops a pipe bomb on AEW, and then what? They're not going to make him a contender. Um, he's had a lot of run-ins and confrontations with Paul Levesque, so I, I just don't see Triple H wanting to push him favorably. So I think it would be a thing of they bring him in, They'd use him to basically get the people watching because what's he going to say about AEW? And then they'd probably just not really use him. And so for that reason, I'd rather that he just doesn't go to WWE because I don't think you're going to get to see another legendary run. I don't think you're going to see amazing matches out of him. I think that it's just going to be that he's there every now and then. Just like Goldberg, they bring him out to, to have a match and lose to somebody. That's about it. Dust the cobwebs so. off. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah. But I, I mean, that's my take, as I said, and it's always meant for people to disagree with, but that that is my thing. I, I just I don't think it's gonna be good. I don't think it's gonna be enjoyable, and so I just would rather that he not. Come back. Well, I mean, uh, if I was in his shoes right now, even sitting at home, I wouldn't mind collecting the millions in paycheck money to be on the payroll as the contractual obligations. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember how many millions, but I mean, 
I'd take one million to sit at home for six months. Hell, you pay me three. You pay me three million dollars. I'll go ahead and get my ass whooped once a week. I don't. I, it doesn't bother me one bit. <laughs> he hit me with a table, chair, whatever. Just give me, give me the money. Sweet, put me through a table. <laughs> I might not remember what happened, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's like the reverse. It's like the reverse Heath Slater, who always was like. Come on, man. I got kids. It's like, put me through the table. I got kids. <laughs> They're expensive. Yeah. I don't know if you ever got to see Heath Slater or if you know who he is, but he was a jobber in WWE. And of course, jobber is, you know, low level talent where they serve their purpose to get beat up, right. <laughs> basically. He's part of the three man band. <clears throat> Two of the three of them are now superstars and. Well, Heath Slater is not. <laughs> so then it turned into really over the past, the or final year of his last run, where he was uh, from the trailer park and has like 18 kids. Yeah. And he's got to pay the debt. So he's got to work to make the money <laughs> to, to pay the debt and et cetera, et cetera. And so then it turned into the I got kids thing. And he actually had a shirt, I got kids. It's kind of popular for a bit. Yeah, yeah, you know. Sort of thing. Yeah. I, don't know I, I watched uh, an interview, Kidder, where he talked about that whole I got kids gimmick. It was not a planned gimmick. He was literally out there. Uh, he was doing a, a basically a promo with Brock Lesnar because that was back when he was a free agent trying to get on either Raw or SmackDown. And it was like, well, I'm going to go out and face Brock Lesnar because if I if I can do that, then maybe somebody will give me a contract. And so he was out there doing a whole promo back and forth. He forgot his line that he was supposed to say, and he blurted out just the first thing that popped in his head, which is, I got kids. I have kids. And that's what created it. It got over enough that they yeah. turned it into a whole thing. So, yeah. Sometimes improv is the best prov. Mm-hmm. Or just letting the talent be themselves. Well, you know. <clears throat> yeah. How about uh, any update on Doctor Who in your world, Howard? Have you seen any Doctor Who lately? I I haven't seen any Doctor Who, but I also just really haven't had time to watch. Hmm anything uh especially this week it's been bad so so as you know the 13th doctor jody whitaker had her final episode air last weekend uh last sunday yes i got to watch it yes i got to see it yes i uh thoroughly enjoyed it in fact in a non-spoiler review, because, you know, spoilers and not wanting to <clears throat> do that sort of thing and right. be that guy. No one likes that guy. Yeah, I, I don't like that than people either. And and I was unable to watch it right away on Sunday, so I couldn't watch it Monday either. So no. I'm trying to stay away from the spoilers so that I can, you know, try and enjoy it. I will say... The back half of the episode is the best Doctor Who that has been out since David Tennant. It's a big statement. 
Living yeah, statement. How fluent you are. Very little, but I, I, I do know the uh, the love for David Tennant that he was. Uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Tennant's the man. He mm-hmm. he's the doctor. Mm-hmm. Like he. my doctor. They have shirts. I have, uh, yeah. Um, Matt Smith didn't like him. Yeah. That's a hot take because I got lane with that one, by the way. I I could see that. What? You didn't like Matt Smith? No. I think he sucked. I hated it. <laughs> I hated the writing for him. I hated him as a, as the doctor. I hated how what they were trying to do with him or or not do with him because they were all over the place with that. Didn't like it. Peter Capaldi, I enjoyed it. But then they screwed with his writing for it, too. Like, it's kind of all over the place. So you didn't get to see Peter Capaldi be Peter Capaldi as the doctor. Right. It was like, ah, this and this. It's just confusing. And then Jodie Whittaker. She, very good actor. I enjoyed her in Broadchurch. Which also starred David Tennant. Haven't seen that either. Uh, that one uh, more. I mean, it's very dry. The British version is very dry. Uh, like a police procedural investigative story, and several seasons long. Uh, about essentially, it opens up where Jody Whittaker's son was on one of the cliffs, and I'm like trying to figure out how he died. Yeah. Because they find him on the beach below. Gotcha. So they're like, oh, what was wrong with him? Or did he get pushed? Or who else was there? And of course, it's a huge thing. David Tennant's one of the investigators on it. So, Jodie Whittaker, at the moments when she can portray herself slash good classic doctor moments, very good. The rest of the woke, everything, this and blah, 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 and the crappy writing, it was terrible. Plot holes everywhere in her tenure as a doctor, which is disappointing. And even what they tried to do last year, they did like a mini series almost instead of like a regular season. And it was a story arc that was all over the place. It was. It was still like, what are we doing with this? I don't know. Well, was, that's that's dinosaurs on a spaceship. I mean, that was a a Matt Smith episode that they wrote around literally mm-hmm. the want to put dinosaurs on a spaceship. Interesting. I'm like, yeah, interesting, but stupid. Yeah, it, it uh, kind of kind of up there with uh, Sharknado. NATO was actually good, though. Shut your mouth. You <laughs> shut your whore mouth. No. Was it Sharknado 1 or Sharknado 17? Three, four, five. I, you know, I, I really only saw the shark, the first Sharknado, um, but I actually enjoyed it, but that was because it was very clear, very clear that the actors and everybody realized, like, this is camp, it's stupid, and they played it just right with that, you know. If, if you if you're taking it as like 
Nobody is sitting in this movie thinking like, gosh, this is a serious role that'll put me up for an Academy Award. Cinematic <laughs> masterpiece. Yeah, there, there's none of that. It is clearly, I'm going to jump at this shark coming at me with a chainsaw. <laughs> it's that kind of movie. And, you know, you just kind of have to accept it as that. And it, uh, I enjoyed it. it. It was good. Of course you did. I mean, I, I have not, uh, I don't think I've ever seen more than about 30 seconds of Sharknado, but that was enough. I did think it was funny that Mark Cuban was the president. Uh, I might have to watch it now. I mean, it sounds it's getting better and better the more I hear. It helps when you're about eight beers in. Well, you know. It, it you know, it, it, it really is. You just kind of have to to sit back yet, have a beverage, and just realize, like, this is not a serious movie. It's camp. And then you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, the real question, though, is does Jody Whitaker have Forrest Whitaker eye? No. <sighs> nope. It, it's not when you... Uh, no, nope, you... nope. can't do it then. Uh, what what's the meme is when when you take uh, Nyquil and Dayquil at the same time? Yes, is, is that the meme? Yes, that's one one of the many. <laughs> one of them, yeah. <laughs> Poor Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> he was so good in Stripes. He was a good actor. Yeah, so good in Stripes. Hey, speaking of uh, people who passed on, right? Not that I don't think Forrest Whitaker has. Not sure. Future Howard, Gitter may have just created his own Mandela effect, or Whitaker effect. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis passed away today. I heard that on the radio. TMZ announced it two days ago. <laughs> yeah, they, they they're just that's proof that they're time travelers. Apparently. Oh shit, we got the date wrong. <laughs> gotta what? gotta double check that. Fun fact about Jerry Lee Lewis, at least according to the radio, I believe it's his third wife was not only his cousin, but was 13. Yes. And with that, I think we've had enough of this. Howard, what do you say? Uh, well, I think I'd say you stole my line and that... Uh, I, I didn't guess say we- the line. Yeah, you just, it was close enough. I mean, it, in a court of law, I think I'd win the lawsuit. Um, <laughs> it's more than it's more than uh, thirteen to thirty percent different, so we're fine. Nah, yeah. Well, my lawyer says differently. Anyway, Kidder, um, we've Probably been talking for quite a while. It's late. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's time we wrap this show up. You know. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. So, BeerBluesBS.com, visit us. It's on the screen right here if you're watching the YouTube version. BeerBluesBS.com, on the website, we have the social media links where you can get to Facebook and Instagram and like us and share us. The YouTube video version, so then you can subscribe to our channel, please and thank you. Watch the uh, video versions, you know, sharing is also caring. Also, are the audio versions... We're all over the place. Every single audio app that's out there. We're talking Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, 
and podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, just to name a couple if you have an audio listening service of choice. Search Beer Blues and BS. Please subscribe. Please share. Sharing is caring. While you're also on the website, beerbluesbs.com, buy us a beer. We would absolutely love for you to purchase a beverage for us and leave a message in the comments. We will put it on the screen here and discuss your message and profusely thank you for the donation of a beverage or two or three or four, depending on how many beers you buy us or buy us around. We appreciate it. And thank you because you're actually here in person because you bought us a beer, bought me a beer, gave it to me, said, try this, have fun with it. I mean, I get one for Howard too, but he never comes over. Nothing. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. He's really, he's really into the toenail painting. <laughs> I put this eighth color on there. I get an award. <laughs> it's like an achievement, but it's a ribbon. <laughs> okay, we'll stop dogging on Howard. But you can dog on Howard on our Facebook page if you want. Just give us a comment. Maybe even on this show. Right in the ship, there's a show notes down below or the comment section, all the info right there. And we appreciate you joining us. So let's just wrap this whole thing up on the other end of the visual spectrum. That's Howard Blues. He actually looked, but you couldn't see it. JS Gunslinger, thanks for strolling in. Absolutely glad that you could have that um, <clears throat> beverage. I Hey, if you're in the market for some uh, some real good cheerleader beer, grab yourself a pink lemonade. I'll have to find some pom-poms for you <laughs> next time and get you over here and get you another one. You don't uh, want to see me in a skirt. I have tactical skirt. Tactical skirt. You have a point. I know it's a kilt, but... You have a point. It's just a little longer. <laughs> Howard's like, what? Actually, we have that on video because it was in the birthday yes, episode. Yes, so there, was. there's proof. Mm-hmm. Oh, Howard even knew. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, I did know. Yes, and <laughs> I go through that. All right, well, let's get the hell out of here. I'm the man, the myth, legend, marketer. Thanks for joining us for this and mm-hmm. every episode of Beer Blues NBS. Remember, please and thank you to subscribe, like, and share. Also, keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we'll catch you on the old dusty Tuscan Highway. Have a good one. See you in the next episode of Beer Blues and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Alright. Another episode in the books. 
Yay. I was going to say it, but then I knew you were going to say it, so I just did the, did the blues clues for you. There you go. Bye-bye. <laughs> Apparently, some movie coming out, like Blues Clues movie, and oh. all the original or all of the Steves are going to be in it. Apparently, there's three of them. That's that's trippy. Yeah. Oh, I'll take that upstairs. Oh, my bad. that's okay. <clears throat> oh, I don't know how they're going to do it. Why? Uh, mainly why? I mean, maybe it's, it's, it's for the kids. <clears throat> it's for the kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, there, we're done with that. <laughs>